Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to the podcast known as What to Do. Uh, I am your host, John Gillick. It is indeed a pleasure to be with you each and every Friday as we uh, get a chance to discuss things that are happening and things that are going on. Uh, Again, as I say every week, you want to get involved with this show, please, please, please reach out to me. You can catch me at jjg5150 at aol.com. Or you can get a hold of me on Facebook. Just look for John Gillick uh, from Scotch Plains, New Jersey. You can check me out there. And I'll be more than happy to uh, wrap with you a little bit about the content of the show. If you have some ideas, you have some thoughts about it. Uh, some really good positive thoughts came in this week. I want to give a nice shout out to uh, a couple of friends of mine who are really pushing uh, the program. Thank you, Tommy Maiello, for pushing this uh, program on different, uh, on different levels and putting it out there to different groups of people. Uh, Duran Thomas, thank you so much for listening, being so supportive uh, of the program. I really appreciate the uh, the love for it. So that's that's awesome. I want to start off today uh, revisiting some ideas that we uh, talked about in the very first episode, where we talked about, uh, of all things, we we got on the subject of gift giving, and um, you know, with this whole uh, idea of putting baseball back in business and putting football hopefully into business and uh, MLB, uh, NHL is going to be starting off at the end of the month and uh, same with the NBA. Um, Certainly now would be the time, I would think, to get involved with getting tickets for people who you love. If you know someone's a big Ranger fan, for example, uh, because you know that they will probably come back to having an audience in in the near future. Those tickets are going to want to be sold because they're going to want to make the revenue, right? So, you know, that might be a great gift for a hockey fan or, an, or a Ranger fan or Devils fan or Islanders in this area here that we're, we're in the tri-state area and elsewhere, too. So if, if you want to, it's a nice gift. Tickets are always a nice gift. You know, I, I think about you know, friends and, and, and relatives and, and my own wife. And, you know, one of the things I love to do is, is give tickets to events. You know, one of the things that we've done in the past is... Um, I would give my wife tickets to go see uh, Alvin Ailey, you know, who it's one of her favorites. And actually, it's a very good show if you haven't seen Alvin Ailey. Uh, but, you know, that would be a tradition that we would have. So, again, you know, with the COVID, that was canceled. And who knows if they're going to have their December show. Uh, but, again, when it comes back, those tickets are going to be in high demand. And if you know somebody who loves an activity, uh, you know, that would be the time to jump on on some tickets to get to get to those people and um i really think that that would be a, a, a really nice way to to welcome everything back once we start opening things up for real which i think will be about a year from now that's my opinion you know i'm sure others have other opinions about uh opening and closing and whatever is going to happen um you know being a school teacher i see a lot of information about um school openings and i'm not going to get into the politics behind uh you know certain agendas uh but i will just say stay vigilant folks uh if you are a teacher and you are listening to this podcast um stay vigilant with your union reps make sure you check in with what your union's talking about um i know for people in the arts there was a wonderful study posted by colorado boulder colorado um about the the idea of having band and chorus and and what we could do to make sure that those arts uh, that form of the arts uh, don't don't go away 
and are still being enhanced, even though we're in a, a different time period, a different time zone. I'm reading a lot of things on Facebook where, where music teachers are going to be told in September that they're not going to be able to teach music. They're going to be kind of rotating around as a substitute for teachers in the classroom. And we just need to stay vigilant, folks. We just need to stay tight to what we uh, got involved with as teachers, you know, the arts and making the kids strong. Um, again, just just pay close attention to what your union is saying and um, just be aware of things that are, are changing. This is a constant uh, evolution of ideas. We don't know what we're heading into. I, I know that for marching band folk, a lot of circuits have decided to call it for the fall season. Um, and some of our football teams, some of our football, high school football programs have decided to already call it for the fall season. They don't want to take the risk of starting and then restarting. And I know in the state of New Jersey, they've pushed the football season back, I believe now till October 2nd or first weekend of October. Um, you know, but as, as I just said, it, it's a constant evolution of, of ideas that are happening here. So it's very fluid. But uh, for us teachers, for teachers out there in general, just stay in touch with your, uh, with your union folks and, and pay attention to what's happening with, uh, with all that opening and, and uh, getting kids ready for September business that's going to happen. Switching gears, uh, talking about tickets and talking about gifts and things like that. Um, you know, I saw some clips this past week from Southside Johnny's uh, outdoor drive-in performance at uh, Monmouth Racetrack here in New Jersey. And I tell you, um, I I talked to some people who were there firsthand, and they said that it was absolutely well done. Um, And and the clips that I saw, musically, the band sounded great. Um, Sounded like people were having a good time. So what was cool, I thought was cool, what they did instead of clapping, they're honking their horns, obviously, at the end of tunes and and, uh, when Southside would do some raps and things like that. But... um, could that be the wave of the future for the next couple of months? Could uh, outdoor drive-in concerts uh, be the way to go? You know, can you imagine Springsteen in, in uh, MetLife's parking lot? You know, it would sell out in a heartbeat, I'm sure. You'd probably sell 10 nights out and have no, no problems, you know. But could that be, you know, another form of entertainment? Um, you know, who knows? If the Southside thing worked out, and I know in Denmark they've been doing it. They've had some outdoor concerts where it's been drive-in type of situation. And uh, it's worked out fairly well. So, again, once music starts opening up, once Broadway starts opening up, and Broadway has said something about the first week of January is when they're targeting uh, the opening of, of Broadway. So, But once all that opens up, that's another opportunity for you to go get something nice for either yourself or your loved ones and family and friends and things like that. Um, On another note, 35 years ago, man, 35 years ago this month, the 13th of this month, 35 years ago, was Live Aid. Wow, do I feel old. (laughs) And what a, you know, what a great show it was. It was just amazing to see the outpouring of love and support for humanity on that day. Um, two, two concerts, if you're not familiar with Live Aid, they had two concerts going on almost simultaneously. One was in Wembley in London. The other one was here at uh, JFK. I think it was JFK in, in Philadelphia. It's no longer there. Um, and and the, uh, 
the, the thing you take away from that program, not only was it the outpouring of, of humanity and, and things like that for uh, people who are starving all over the world and feeding these folks who needed that attention, um, the music was just absolutely outstanding. Um, and what comes to mind because of the movie, uh, and but the legacy of, of uh, Freddie Mercury and Queen just brought the house down at Wembley. Um, you know, just the sheer energy and the great musicianship of that band Queen really uh, put an exclamation point, I think, on Wembley. Whereas, you know, the Led Zeppelin reunion, for lack of a better word, uh, reunion, you know, Phil Collins playing with them, you know, just it just kind of felt bogged down. It felt, oh, man, why, what, what are we doing, you know, kind of thing. And uh, you can see the look on their faces. If you watch any clips, you get to check it out on YouTube. You look at their faces at the end of it. They're just like, why do we do this kind of thing? And, you know, I don't think it didn't take away from what Queen did and what some other groups had, you know, established. Like U2 was phenomenal that night, you know, that day as well. Uh, but 35 years ago, uh, we were opening up our arms and, and helping out people that we don't even know. And I guess we can kind of take a page from that in our own world now, you know, help out others that we don't know, you know, help others get better. And, you know, you see a lot of the, the masks versus the anti-mask folks. And again, I'm, this is not a political commentary, but it, it is uh, a time where we can help each other. You know, we can kind of help each other out and, and make us stronger. You see the latest data in the state of New Jersey for the coronavirus thing, and we're kind of getting it. We're kind of getting the hang of it. Yeah, there's some some hot spots. There's some things that are opening up, but, you know, for New Jersey to be able to pull it back to a, a respectable number, I think that speaks volumes for the citizens that, that live and work in, this, in the great state of New Jersey. A couple other things uh, pop up this week that I thought were pretty inter- interesting. Personally speaking, enjoyed a wonderful evening out for dinner with my wife. We decided to go to a local Italian place that we love. Um, had a great meal outside. It was good seeing some old friends. Um, very much with the social distancing, um, which was good. Didn't feel uncomfortable at all. Uh, had a great meal. Marcello's in Berkeley Heights. If you're ever in the area, folks, and you want some really great Italian food, I'm telling you right now, Marcello's in Berkeley Heights, New Jersey. I strongly recommend the brajol. The pork brajol is above and beyond. Um, it's my go-to dish when I go there. And it was wonderful to have a nice night out with my wife. We, um, we enjoyed having, you know, dinner and, and company and, and just talking, you know, in a restaurant setting. And how many weeks and months has it been before we were able to do that? Um, so it was kind of good to get out and about. Um, it's good seeing, you know, some people who, the guy, Marcello himself and some other friends who I've, I've met over the last couple of years over there. But uh, definitely a great restaurant. If you're in the area, Marcello's in Berkeley Heights, strongly recommend checking it out. Um, you know, getting back to, uh, getting back to some sports. Um, I don't know how I feel about, uh, the baseball yet. I'm I'm quite on the fence about it. Um, as I am about the NHL, uh, I, I'm not quite sure if I'm going to be able to deal with having no fans in the stands. 
Um, I know some some major league baseball teams have uh, started pumping in artificial sound and crowd noise and chatter, and um, they were. I was reading an article that for players and and fans in Tampa and Miami, that's going to be nothing new. <laughs> you know, they just don't sell out. They just don't have a crowd. Um, and you could turn on a Yankee game and still see, you know, bodies behind home plate where those seats, we all know those seats are above and beyond for price. Uh, but it is, you know, the, the lower section, first base back to right field, same with third base back to left. You see a lot of people, people in the upper deck and things like that. Just don't know how I feel yet about it. And I've been watching a lot of, uh, stuff on, on the Yankees and the Mets and their spring or summer training, rather summer camp as they're calling it, um, you know, an empty ballpark. It just, you know, I don't know how I feel about that. I'm, I'm excited. Don't get me wrong. I love baseball. Um, same with hockey. I love hockey. And I, I, I don't know how I'm going to feel about having uh, zero fan attendance, but it probably is the right thing to do. Um, and I say that because uh, March 6th, I was at a Devils game. <laughs> and then uh, a week later, we were in quarantine. Um, totally, totally healthy. I'm fine. Nothing, you know, but it was just ironic how March 6th, here I am with 40 kids and 10,000 other people at a devil's hockey game and, uh, you know, no, no issues, hopefully no issues from anybody. Uh, but you know, it should be interesting. I, and again, we're looking at a new idea here and we're looking at new concepts and, um, you know, Personally speaking, I've never been one to accept wholesale change. Like, it had to take me a while to kind of get into things. I'm one of those kind of people. But the more you read about it, the more you talk to people about it, the more you become engaged in what needs to be done as a society, the more you grow. And I think that's where I've been now since we've, we've started this quarantine. I think I've become much more aware of my neighbors, much more aware of my surroundings, and respectful, much more respectful. And um, I think that, you know, if baseball, basketball, hockey are going to come back and do their thing, and, you know, I think that uh, having no fans is a good way to start, but at least you'll get it on television, so you'll be able to catch your favorite teams. Something very interesting, uh, Saratoga is this weekend, and obviously with no fans in attendance. But what they have done, if you've ever been to Saratoga Springs uh, to see uh, the horse racing, the main street goes right past the racetrack. So you can kind of see in. It's got a fence there. You can kind of look in and, and see what's happening um, inside the, the grandstand and inside the whole uh, the racetrack. They've actually put up these gigantic barriers now so people can't stop and look and watch and see what's going on. So they've really battened down the hatches at Saratoga. Uh, but you know what I found out that was this this is very interesting, I think. Horse racing hasn't stopped. They didn't they didn't take a break. They've continued on. And outside of maybe Del Mar out in California, they've they which was canceled, they've continued on. And they've obviously with no fans, but they've done they've they've run their races, and that's a very tight knit group, I've come to understand, with the trainers and the uh jockeys and things like that. So Wow, you know, if they're able to figure that out in a very small setting, I guess, then, you know, it's a kind of a, a good thing for that, that sport. Um, some good books. If you have a friend or you have someone you love or you have someone in your life who's a gigantic detective novel fan, um, 
and this is fiction, this book, The Friends of Eddie Coyle, is a really phenomenal book. Um, I've read a few detective novels in my life. This one, I put number one with a lot of gold stars, exclamation points, whatever. It is tremendous. It is cleverly written. Um, it is called The Friends of Eddie Coyle. So again, if you have uh, yourself, you're a detective fan, uh, you're, you enjoy reading detective novels, uh, fiction uh, novels like this, um, I strongly recommend it. And I got it. It's been out for 40 years. It's been, I, the book is over 40 years old. Um, but I just got it on Amazon. It was actually recommended from a friend of mine. It, you know, it's, it's really, um, the whole story takes place in the gritty streets of Boston in the early 70s, which was not a great place to be. Um, unlike the Boston of today, uh, it was dirty, it was mob filled, it was gangsters, it was drugs, it was shootings, killings, robberies, whatever you call it, it was down and dirty. And this great story, The Friends of Eddie Coyle, um, speaks to that and really, 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 um, superior novel, superior, superior writing. And you can catch it on Amazon. I definitely, that's where I got it. So, and I came within two days. But if you know someone who's a gigantic uh, fan of that genre, um, do, do yourself a favor. Get the book for them. And if you're a fan of it, get the book for yourself. Read it. It took me about three days to get through it. It's, but the, the, it's, it's just such great writing. It sucks you right in. And there's actually a movie that was made about it in, in the, I believe, the late 70s. Um, don't quote me on the year. When I think Robert Mitchum was in it, I believe. But nonetheless, the book, The Friends of Eddie Coyle. Uh, check it out if you get a chance. Uh, that's pretty much going to wrap it up for today. There's a hot one coming this weekend. Um, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, heat advisories. Index is going to be up there. Humidity, hazy, hot, and humid type of thing. Just be careful. Stay hydrated as best you can. If you're going to go outside, make sure you have a friend with a pool. Um, you know, Take care of yourself. Limit the alcohol when you're outside in the, in the heat, things like that. Uh, but Nonetheless, enjoy it. It's supposed to be one of those classic summer uh, weekends and um, should be a lot of fun. As always, folks, again, if you want to get involved with the program, uh, please, please, please reach out to me at JJG5150 uh, or find me on Facebook, John Gillick, and I'm from Scotch Plains, New Jersey, and I am your host of What to Do. It's been a pleasure. This is the 10th week. Wow. Season 1, Episode 10. Can't believe it. It's been a lot of fun. I love talking to you guys. Keep up the great positive comments. Um, and I look forward to doing this with you next Friday. So thank you for listening and have a great, great weekend. Enjoy. Bye.